0: Welcome to ready whenever with- you are. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's my fucking bag. Go ahead, baby cakes. I'll just sit here. <laughs>
1: oh my god, so great! Welcome to Up Late with D8. Up Late with D8 is your go-to podcast for everything D8 escapades, Dungeons and Dragons, and more. With session recaps, cast interviews, and fun with the members of D8 escapades, Up Late with D8 has it all. Let's go. Let's. You did go.
0: it. You did it perfectly. Ooh. When I wasn't involved.
1: It's okay, because what's funny is right as I hit record is when I started talking, so that first little bit's right there at the beginning.
0: Oh, good. I saved you then. Doesn't even matter.
1: No, it's 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 there. It's recorded. Oh, shit. It's fine. It adds character.
2: You can just cut it.
1: I I cut (sighs) some things. I tend to keep some of the chaos in, because it's just funny.
2: That's fair. That's
0: fair. Oh, my gosh. Keep the
3: chaos.
1: Embrace the chaos.
0: We're back with another one, with a voice that some of you may or may not be familiar with. Please, uh, third-party voice, introduce yourself, who you are, what you play, and, I don't know, say hi. Oh,
3: like, in character?
0: Well, I mean, if you want to make it like a drama club workshop (laughs) thing, then go ahead. I did not,
3: (laughs) because you said third-party, I was like, does that mean...
0: No, you're the third-party, there's usually just the two of them. I gotcha.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Colin Bennett. I play Digby Broderickson. I am the Forge Cleric, Kinder Forge Cleric. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty well, pretty well it, I guess.
1: Hell yeah! that's like the most and, professional uh... introduction we've had mm-hmm. so far. That was great. <laughs> it was good. So we are we are rounding out our playable character interviews mm-hmm. with digby so we're just gonna sit and just absolutely grill you that's what's gonna happen okay <laughs>
2: that's good i
0: like that mm-hmm.
1: so um oh oh yes, oh my start. god
0: no go ahead no, no go please go ahead go
1: ahead no go ahead, go ahead. girl go ahead no <laughs> <laughs> fuck no you always start because you have the first question every oh. time so go ahead
3: um, all right
0: so you were a dm before and now you're a player
3: indeed yep
0: how are you finding that transition? Do you like being a player more? Do you like being a DM more? Where are you at?
3: I like being a player more, to be honest. Because it's a lot less pressure and I just kind of do what I want. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, being a DM is fun. But, like, you know, it, it really depends on the party and stuff. And this one seems like it has a lot more, like, Cohesion. cohesion. Yeah. Oh, oh same word. Look at that. Whoa. Look at us.
0: Look at us. Who'd have thought? Look at us.
2: Have thought? Way to go.
3: Not me.
0: <laughs> no. So you made Digby, who you I said did. is a forge clerk and stuff like that. How did you settle on your class, his race, um, stuff like that? Because you kind of picked an out of the box race for him too. Like I didn't know what that was until you picked it.
3: Yeah. So I I picked it because I wanted. To play a character that could just, Kenders as like a race are very curious and like, even though they could like they they're they're gnomes that were left like, mm-hmm. essentially apart from the rest of their gnomish people and kind of speciated into something else and, I like that I th- I kind of like that that isolation and that change mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and then it kind of, after I picked that, it kind of grew into a character that I really like. So, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Hell
0: yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then, why'd you pick a cleric? Yeah,
1: why?
3: I So, I picked a cleric because of the forge domain itself. That was mostly mm-hmm. it. I, did, I didn't pick the cleric to be a cleric. I picked the forge domain because I wanted to make stuff. And, yeah, that's pretty well it. It it tied in pretty well at the end though, so
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one i uh, one aspect of Digby I think that is amazing is his voice because it's like D and D character voices are always tons of fun. Uh, it's always fun to hear it. So two parter question: What were your thoughts in creating Digby's voice, and then what was your first reactions, impressions to hearing the voices of your fellow party members for the first time?
3: Okay, well, first one I guess I when when I was making Digby's voice, I wanted him cause he's small, so you want- I wanted him to have like a higher pitched voice, but mm-hmm. he I didn't want him to sound like a like a bitch i guess <laughs> you know so i I wanted it to sound like a little bit gruffer or like like a fort like someone who works in a forge, so mm-hmm. that's kind of why I added like the little bit of like the raspy pot and yeah in the back but that's how i i liked his voice. Mhm. Uh, but hearing everyone else's voice was it was good i like ace was first and mm-hmm. the very like paladin intense like st- it works so good because everyone is so different and you can uh, it just it, it melds really well i like ace's voice press has got her own thing going on and i like that too because we need we got like your teen angstiness we got papa we're, we're family right mm-hmm. and then we got Naya who is essentially like I don't know a lofty aunt if I had to <laughs> explain it yeah
0: she's like earth and crystal aunt where she's like you can drink under my roof kind of thing like she's got a whole like yeah mm-hmm.
3: exactly and then I'm like the unruly child you know yeah and yeah, she's yeah. the other unruly child so mm-hmm. it works pretty good
2: hell yeah
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Um, when creating Digby, did you get inspiration from anything like music, Pinterest boards, movies,
0: movies, books, video games? Yeah. You got so many options.
3: Oh I mean, I made Digby in one night, in like <laughs> the course of about an hour, and sorry an hour uh, oh, yeah dude, it
1: was quick
3: <laughs> yeah she brought it up and then i was like i want to make a character and she was like sure and then i just started a story after i so I, I i preset like the class and everything else and so like after you make the background and all that stuff it's pretty it, it lays it out pretty well for you, you right so i just
1: you motherfucker, who did that in an hour
3: yeah yeah, yeah it didn't take very long
0: it took him longer to make like his hero forge than it did to make Digby. You
3: motherfucker! Yeah, it was...
1: How did
3: you do that? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a uh, spur of the moment. I picked the I picked the class, I picked the subtype, and then my race, and then based on all that, I kind of put it all together, and I was like, "So Kenders are super curious." I had I added that Fey touched thing, and then we had. The, Afterwards, after I was done everything, kind of talked about how that happened and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just kind of put in all the areas I needed to fill out for the character sheet. And then it blossomed pretty good, for the most part. Impressive. The, it took me the like DM a helped a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I helped that much. Well, I mean, having a place setting in general helps. Mm, and I then see. being being super available whilst because i did it with like she was in the call and i was just going Mm -hmm. and then i was like so if i was doing this then where would that be and she was boom right there gave me that answer and then i was like all right awesome and then flushed out very quickly
1: yeah you're right you're welcome (laughs) yeah it took a week it was a week <laughs> of discord messages back and forth like what do you think of this what about this what if she did this? oh
0: it was yeah it was a lot of like a lot of random like 2 a.m messages being like okay i thought about it what about this yeah oh, okay like that but what about this yeah it was a lot of like back
3: and forth
1: man an hour oh, i'm so jealous maybe I...
3: maybe more an hour t- two hour i don't know that's still it took way
1: longer
0: to like polish things out than it did to have his like you were like this is what he is this is what he does this is what I'm thinking for like backstory set so, like you were very quick with it
3: yeah I, I make characters a lot <laughs> that's true
1: It's fair uh-huh. yeah uh, uh, kind of bouncing off yeah. that if Digby had a Spotify account who would his number one most listened to artist be? Like, if you got a Spotify rap, who do you think his number one artist would be?
3: I don't know. I I haven't really thought of it too much. I had a song ready pretty much off the bat because it fits with his backstory very well. When you mm-hmm. you asked about our media post thing earlier and was like, "Oh, which song yeah. would you pick?" and There's I was I said, "I see." Yeah, I said, "I see fire" by Ed Sheeran because. Of his backstory. Mm-hmm. And he's a little redheaded, you know. <laughs> Kinder. Ginger. Yeah, he's a little ginger boy. So, if I had to pick quickly, it'd probably be Ed Sheeran. hmm But. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Interesting. We've gotten so many different answers to that.
3: hmm I know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. Something man. wholesome and, like, you know, memories about home. I don't know. Mm. Might have a little country in there, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> nice.
1: Very nice. Yeah. I like it.
0: Mm. Okay. Well, okay. So you picked a cleric, which is, I mean, cool. You picked the Forge Domain and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like,. For clerics, faith is usually, like, a huge part of their character and stuff like that. Would you say Digby is faithful or not quite faithful? Where, like, what is his personal relationship with religion kind of thing? Or have you... I mean, I know that's, like, a tough question because, like, we haven't really gotten into it. And I'm, like, kind of asking you to, like, walk a tightrope.
3: No, no, no. It's a As a person, Digby is very faithful to, like, essentially his father and what his what his dad taught him and that's kind of where it stems but clerics usually have a god and digby doesn't at the moment at least he doesn't think like he may Mm -hmm. have a god but he doesn't know about it he doesn't what he Mm -hmm. does is based off of a a teaching that his dad gave which was about uh, a will of fire right and Mm -hmm. if, if something is to be done then your will is what's needed to do it right Yeah, And in most cases, when you roll something that has to do with wisdom, it is you use a wisdom saving throw to fight fear. You use a wisdom saving throw to fight magic taking over yourself. And it's essentially a power of will. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: that is that is Digby's strong suit. Yeah. And that's kind of where it stems from. Though he might have help, he probably does somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. But, but we'll, we'll learn that.
3: To a mm-hmm. god, so far no. Okay. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. okay. So it's interesting oh that he like doesn't have a god when clerics normally do.
3: Well, he def he probably does.
1: But not but like we just he... don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been as open about it as Ace no. has with his godly parentage and mm-hmm. what he believes.
3: If he knew about it, he might. <laughs> but but yeah.
1: Okay. Um I guess kind of kind of and pivoting more, off that speaking, that speaking of other party members, um what would you say that Digby's First impressions of his fellow party members were when he was walking around, the the tavern. Cause I'm I'm honestly scared to hear mine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. A, he found most of them peculiar. For the most, especially Naya.
1: Yeah, like go like one by and, one.
3: Naya and Wade were very peculiar. Ace was. Uh, He was, because right off the bat, he had a message that he said a piece of Elendor still lives. Mm -hmm. And then that was quite like, you still don't know exactly what that means. And he's like, Mm I'm, I'm from there, but I don't know. And then Cressida was mostly, she seemed conspicuous. And then he told her about it and then she was like, fuck you. And then he was like, okay. Hey, hey. Well. I'm just gonna leave, I guess, and keep doing what I was doing. Because I didn't know you were in my party yet. I mean, yeah, I knew. But, like, he didn't know. So I was just like, I. well, we'll just leave that one. I told
1: you to fuck <laughs> off, not fuck you. There's a difference.
3: Yeah, say fuck off, you're short. <laughs> oh God. Of
2: yeah,
1: I. Which is fine. She was, just, yeah, she's just... She's a special one. She's not nah, the best at first impressions.
3: <laughs> That's fine. It's good. I was serving tables when I—I I didn't realize I would have been.
1: Yeah, it was—it was, it was good. a good way to meet the party members.
3: It was a great way to meet the party members. Well put together, what I did. Kudos.
1: Kudos.
0: So, speaking of the party meeting and getting to know one another and everything, mm-hmm. in the first episode, your. Super noble party members kind of bartered you your freedom, so to speak. Right. Yeah, kind of thing. How is the newfound freedom that Digby has impacting him as a character currently and the decisions he makes? And then how do you think it's going to impact him moving forward?
3: Well, off the bat, he kind of just went off the rails and did whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And then... But now I'm free to do what I want, and what I want to do, you know, is, I don't know if I should Mm -hmm. say it, but like, I need to find my homie.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. You boy. Stuff you can't, stuff you can't tell people about yet.
3: Find my boy. I mean, they probably know. We talk. Find Mm -hmm. my boy. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, that's that's pretty much like now I'm free to do what I want to do and that's what I need to do. That's what I feel like I need to do. Mm. <clears throat> but there are things in between as well. Mm-hmm. Um... But now I'm free to make whatever I want instead of, you know, <laughs> anchors and chains and horseshoes. So mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: that's also a part that's going to be fun. <laughs> Other than that, uh, the party has stuff we all want to do together mm-hmm. and happy to be part of it, right? See where it goes. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Is there anything you're specifically looking forward to as you adventure with the party? Whether that's like something for your story. I'm, ex-
3: I'm excited to ride on a boat.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm
3: going to be good. We got a boat.
1: Mm-hmm. and we're
3: on it we're about to be on it. i don't know we,
1: we i it's, think it's we gonna set be foot on it we just haven't set sail yet right
3: no we got we got it we got all this shit and then i don't know if we got back to the boat yet but we're there we're, you know we're, mm-hmm. we're,
1: we're we got to the boat because he showed us the like name
3: mm-hmm. did he show us that or did he just name it and we haven't come back to it yet
1: no we
0: no you guys showed it. up and saw it but it, i don't think uh, like you guys kind of saw like we have a boat we have this and then uh, I think we finished with you guys kind of talking about, like, do we hire, like, a deckhand to, like, I know help we talked us, about Axel. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys talked about Axel. Because then I think you guys tried to get Gorm to go with you, but, like.
3: That old man's not going to help nothing.
0: No, that man will yeah, die at sea. I
1: not to do
3: anything. I'll <laughs> charm him and he'll be mine again. Yeah,
0: <laughs> charm him forever. He'll be your yeah. best friend forever.
1: Best yeah. friends forever.
3: So, is just ting not focusing. Sorry, one second. But yeah, keep asking.
0: So like, okay, I keep asking because I want to compare where you're at with your character now to where you end up with your character later on kind of thing. You keep doing check-ins. What mm-hmm. are three words you would use to describe Digby at this point?
3: Three words. It would be.
0: Words, traits, whatever you want to use.
3: ambitious uh, the first one and then willful Give me the second one Ooh, okay and I don't know I wanted to just, I was trying to think of a good one for like
1: Everyone always gets stuck on the third one.
0: I know. Yeah. A word for what?
3: There's a few like floating around, but they're not the right ones. I was thinking like find <clears throat> hearted So far, we'll do that.
1: Ooh, ooh, okay. That's a good one.
3: I just want to do what's right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Um piggyback off that. I have also been asking a question. Mine does not. Mine's not going to go anywhere in the future. But it also involves picking three things. Um, cause she she does all the hardening questions. I do the hey. This is stupid. Answer it. Um, if you could choose three. Let's call them entertainment characters. Movie, TV, video game, book, your choice. Three of them. That when you, if you put them all together, you would get Digby. Who would those three characters be?
3: Would be... Edward Elric.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It would be... Ooh, yeah. It would be Edward Elwick Thorin Oakenshield, and
1: Ooh,
3: <laughs> and and now I need someone who makes stuff. <laughs>
1: someone who Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> that is 100- yeah, but with 100- better story. Yeah,
0: I was like a hundred percent a joke. Do not say Steve. No. uh Who's a creature that builds stuff? I mean, like, or makes stuff. Ooh. I mean. Well,
3: like. like, like Edward a... Elric kind of fills that a little bit, too, but.
1: Mm. Any Skyrim blacksmith ever.
0: <laughs> Fucking yeah. Will Turner was a blacksmith's boy. Will Turner. That's Will not Turner. bad. That,
3: that's not bad. Will Turner, Thorin an Oakenshield, and, and Edward Elric. That's
0: what was... I'm here for.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's cool. It's good. It's good. I like it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So- we need to go back and get what's ours. I need to find and fix a thing mm-hmm. that has to do with a thing that I won't <laughs> say. And then blacksmith that is on a quest and we're about to go on a fucking boat. Perfect.
1: That That is oh my pretty, God. pretty spot on. Yeah. So,
0: okay, just because I'm curious because, mm-hmm. I mean, Everyone has their personal reasons and such. What would you say is Digby's kind of underlying motivator? Because, like, we haven't really seen him talk about it with the party quite yet. Like, we have Ace, who's, like, very, like, it's about honor and it's about my oath. And he constantly takes every opportunity to, like, remind you, like, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And people have their own personal motivations that we don't quite know about yet. So, like, from what you can say, what would Digby's
3: be? Family and home.
1: Oh my god, it's so sad. Mostly. Why are all these podcast episodes so sad? My goodness.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you guys should make characters that know joy in some aspect.
1: Uh, maybe I think we never. know joy? <laughs> never. What's joy? I don't know what joy is.
3: <laughs> joy is home and family. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um joy Joy's home and family it's so interesting because we really we don't know a lot about about Digby yet just know he's Mm-mm. very curious and yeah nope. it'll be interesting yeah. to... you know
3: he's a kender and that's part of his shit, His sh- shebang
1: yeah mm-hmm I'm um, curious so... and brave yeah hell yeah hell yeah,
0: yeah. so with, like, Digby being a kender and stuff like that, you haven't run into any other kenders or anything like that kind of so far. From what you know, kind of thing. How does the fact that he, from what we've seen, is an uncommon race play into his character? And also, how does it impact him as a character with the fact that, like, he is quite small? Like... And then he's paired with a guy who's like, Ace is like eight feet tall, and then he's paired with, you know... He's yeah. quite little and is constantly mistaken for a kid.
3: Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of a part of the Kenders in general, I think, because they're all very youthful, curious, brave little souls. And that's kind of the same thing that children have for a long time. But like, or not for a long children have whilst they're children, but Kenders have it for their whole life. So it makes a lot of sense that he would be, you know, yeah have that discrepancy of being a child because he acts like a child
0: (laughs) yes true
3: yeah and there was another part of that question what was it
0: like how does he handle the fact that he is technically a rarer like you don't run into kenders you haven't quite like you haven't seen anyone like that quite yet like he's
3: yeah well like he's
0: an oddity in a way
3: I think he just kind of goes about it like, you know, it it is what it is. And he's been separated from where he was. And that's a lot of the, that includes the motivation with the family and home thing. Like, you know, there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of us left. And so to salvage that would be the best thing you know the yeah. the thing that needs to happen and a willful little character might just try his best to do it.
2: Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's super cute. It I do like
1: cute.
0: I have a dovetail for that question, but I'm trying to figure out how to word it without it sounding weird.
1: Okay. He
0: okay, so he is I mean constantly mistaken for a kitty is quite small and stuff like that. How like does that impact uh Digby or even just the way you play him, I guess, with the fact that like it's almost like he has to work harder to be taken more seriously, even though like he is probably one of the if not one of, if not the oldest member of the party.
3: Yeah, like, but it takes it with a lot of frustration probably. Like the one time not a kid. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Like
0: like he's he's technically a grown man, but he's constantly mistaken for being like a child and then his size, he's almost Discredited before he actually gets a chance to like make his point.
3: Well, and like with that, you use you know take take your faults and turn them into armor. Like if someone thinks you're a kid, then why not just let them believe it until it's too late, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no point in trying to you know change someone's mind. That's if it's made up. So that's fair. That's kind of how he would go about it. He's not smart, but he's pretty wise. And that's that's probably where he would fall on that. Oh, okay. So he doesn't need to... Like, at some points when he needs to be taken seriously, I'm sure he would. But, like, if it's someone who's passing by and you're like, whatever, kid. And he's like, meh, meh. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I like it. He's, like, he's got a very big personality for being quite small
3: yeah for being a little man
1: yeah i love him (laughs) he's good shit lex yes is it it's my turn oh yes yeah i was like i was letting you dovetail off your questions i was just i was vibing because it's fun i know but i'll
0: keep going and it'll be (laughs) (laughs) we'll go nowhere (laughs)
1: It's all right cuz well the thing is, is you definitely have a better way of wording questions because you know answers. I don't know answers. I'm over here. That's why I do the fun questions and you do the heavy hitting ones cuz I'm like I dropped journalism as a degree. I was done. I'm like bye-bye.
3: <laughs> Good cop, bad cop.
1: Good cop. Yes. Hell yeah. I just work here. Um <laughs> let me think. So I think Digby one thing we've definitely seen not just like you mentioned this in the social media post for the introductions But also just we've seen sessions. He's very curious like Yeah, almost to the point where you think he would be often told about how curiosity killed the cat Do you see curiosity as one of Digby's strengths? Or do you see it as something that could put him in harm's way or the party in harm's way at some point in the
3: future? Definitely going to be a bit of both. He's already had issues with curiosity. People, mm-hmm. the Kenders know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, most of them die because of it. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. had his. He got Faye touched somehow, right?
2: Mm hmm.
3: So, he's definitely going to be. See, you don't. You never know until you do it, though. Right. Right. Right so there's a strength in that that you'll find out but the cost of finding out might be pretty high so it's it's a really like scaled thing depending on what's going to happen you know like if you want to know there's a price to pay but the fact is i'm going to pay that price every time
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i mean
3: that's kind of how that's kind of how it's going to go
1: Oh, that's such a good answer. That's such a good answer. Okay, so, to piggyback off that, now that Digby is free, do you Mm -hmm. think with that comes a sense of naivete, or do you think that he is pretty grounded in the world?
3: I think that, for the most part, he's been around for a while, and like he's grounded as a person in general but now that everything is open and there's a lot of stuff like he has a goal that he needs to do
2: mm-hmm.
3: and that's the grounding factor but the the rest the naivete section is that he's with a group of people he's just met on a quest that he doesn't know how it's going to end up or what is in store and curiosity definitely killed the cat so there's a bit of naivete but he has a strong goal that grounds him for it if that makes sense it's a bit of both
1: no that makes that walk the line. i think that's a good way of answering it
3: yeah
0: well to piggyback that because you fucking teed me up so goddamn beautifully Um, so, okay, so Digby has kind of lived in indentured servitude for, like, a year, a year, year. and he's, you know, recently been freed and stuff like that. How, um, aware would you say he is of the fact that, like, he is, he's technically free, so he's going to garner, like, a certain level of respect from common people, but he also was enslaved, so it's not the same thing. And then when he runs into other people who kind of suffered the same fate as him, it's also treated with a layer of contention because you have your freedom and they do not. Like, has he considered how that's going to affect future interactions or not yet?
3: He has. Then there's a... It just... As a character... Well, I have. As a character, he has not, I guess, would be the answer. Because there hasn't been a lot of time. Like, I've had a lot more time to think than he has. It's been, like, Mm -hmm. two days. Yeah. But... I've thought about it, and the whole thing is that if I was branded as a slave, then I can play that off however I need to. And it doesn't matter what other people think Mm -hmm. so long as I get my goal done. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: So I'm probably not going to get rid of that, uh, (laughs) that, that brand that says I'm a slave.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
3: if I ever want to pretend I'm a slave, that's very easy to do.
1: Huh? Okay. So can I can I ask? You don't have to answer, but we've talked about okay. I think Nia's age and Cressida's age on the podcast. I don't think we asked a- we asked Jaron Haldays was how old is Digby? Can you? Are you allowed to say?
3: I can tell you. You can guess too if you want.
1: To... Yeah, guess. Guess first and then let him tell you. Is he like 30 or something? Pretty close. See, Uh, 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 hi- uh, higher or lower?
3: Higher. Uh, 32. Very close.
1: You're not gonna 35? <laughs> no.
3: He's 31.
1: Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's not 31. 30.
3: He's just the grown. 31? He's a, He's a. He's an adult. So he's grown is man. older
1: than Naya and Cressida.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah.
3: Um... I was debating making him older, but I think 31's not bad.
1: No, I think I think that works. It's oh, it's so cool to see how you play him now. Now knowing how how old he is. Um. What's it? A...
3: Thirty-one-year-old a tender. <laughs>
1: hmm. What would you say if you could ask, knowing what you know about as Digby, knowing what you know about each of your party members right now? What is one question you would ask each party member that, like, and Im- imagine they like they had to answer? So you could ask them anything. What is what do you most want to know about each of your party members?
3: I want to ask what Cressida's running from. And oh God, yeah. And I want to ask Ace where he got that message that he told oh. us in the first.
2: Mm, yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And I want to ask Naya. <laughs> I don't know what I want to ask Naya. She's been pretty, like that's the she. She's the sleuth so far.
1: She's the sleuth.
3: There's not I'm a lot. Sure. I don't know the reason that she's around or what she's doing. I would. I would want to ask Naya what is her goal.
1: What is? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, dovetailing off that, because you, you had mentioned you don't know what people are doing. Um, do you... This, I, I have to preface this with another question. Do you remember the dreams from the end of session two? Yep. Okay, cool. Cool. I just had to make sure, because I've made the mistake of not making sure before. Um, so Digby slept. Digby did not have a dream that you could react to as Digby, but as a player... Since we were speaking about the other characters and what you would want to ask them, what were your reactions to the different dreams and the different eerie messages that each each character was given from a player's perspective? Or like, what would you want to know more about?
3: Well, as an ex DM, i I realized that yours had very much to do with your with your pact, and <laughs> it had to do with your dad, and yeah.
0: Your dad's. But. There was a sign in the vision. Remember.
1: Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Wait. And how do you know? Wait. Did, my we, dad. Did, I, did I mention that was my dad? Uh,
0: it was in your dream that it was familiar to you because it's your family business sign.
1: How do you know it was my dad? <laughs>
3: It was, she said, a she man said, was
1: talking
0: come. to you and it was she your dad's son. To, uh, he is making this as assumption with the information he was given secondhand.
3: Oh. Yeah, I didn't.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, I guess
3: it's I... from the dream. I don't know.
0: Lex is like, wait, does something happen I don't
2: know about? <laughs> no.
3: no, I'm assuming because cause he called you his little something and then he was like, you'll think as I do one day, kind of thing. And, uh,.
2: Oh, okay.
3: And then Aces. Aces was uh Okay, what was the question? I just started summarizing the
1: <laughs> Like what were what were your reactions to hearing the different dreams? Like what did you what were you intrigued by? What surprised
3: you? Oh what so that kind of leads into like the questions when you said which question would you ask? Yeah. All of the player characters? That's essentially what I got from the thing I don't remember Naya's and that's probably why but uh, Aces was uh, was with his mother Yeah. and
1: that is confirmed that his was with his mother
3: yeah and something with I can't remember the message he told her but that's the whole thing like he had something to do with my homeland and its destruction and so that's why i want to know where he got that message interesting it was essentially very interesting naya's i don't remember a whole lot i don't do you? can i get a summary from y'all or no
1: miss dungeon mother
0: (laughs) that would be me hello hi how are (laughs) you Um, Naya essentially got a message from a disembodied female voice telling her she was straying from her path. And if she continued to do so, she would not find answers.
3: Oh, yeah. And that kind of leads to the question of what it what what would her goal be as well? So that's kind of like I feel like I've already I'm I'm sliding out of the question because I'm saying I've already answered it.
0: You are. (laughs) I mean, kind of. Yeah. Some of them like really overlap, but it's like it's I don't know. They're good. I like them it's yeah. oh, good you're doing you're doing good
1: it's fine i'm not confused anymore i was yeah. only confused for a second i get confused easily <laughs> she was like huh <laughs> like, dad dad yeah i remember the song <laughs> but i was like um, yeah what would you say like two or three of your favorite moments have been from the few sessions we've done so far They can involve Digby, they don't have to involve Digby, they can be interactions, they can be out-of-character interactions. Like, what have your your favorites been?
3: With Digby, I I enjoyed, like, getting extra meat from the gnomish chef. That was nice. And, uh, (laughs) I also liked... I just enjoy being very charismatic in the game and being able to just lie to whoever and get away with it so far. It's been pretty fun. Like Axel.
0: Yeah, he uh yeah. he it was he broke dumb shit. Poor boys heart.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, it was good. I'm not actually working here.
0: Oh <laughs> He was so like, Fuck I did it again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Fuck it.
3: But yeah, uh in general. And I I'm I'm kind of sad that I have to leave Anar because I do quite like him. As as little time as we've as we've had right. as a party, mm-hmm. I worked with the homie for a year, and he's pretty much like my stepdad and at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Small, like
0: yeah, let's call
3: him an uncle, not stepdad. But Yeah,
0: like there's an influential role there, but not mm-hmm. necessarily, you know.
3: Yeah, I like that part. Um. I got by through the skin of my teeth in Dagmar's house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is good.
2: Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But... hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine.
0: Um, so... Okay, I guess a kind of, like, on that note, something I'm curious about is, so, like, kind of where the party finds Digby and stuff is as a result of other people's actions, like, the consequences of their actions have led to this windfall for him... Is he not at all worried about the uh, potential consequences of the things he does on people he may not expect it from? Like, is he kind of aware that like his actions will also have consequences? Or because he's been the victim of consequence for so long it hasn't clicked quite yet?
3: Probably a bit of, like he's willful and curious and he just kind of does what he wants to do at this moment in time and consequences will come and he's not one to shy from what happens okay and that's pretty <gasps> well it so he know he knows consequences are going to come but i can't help it very
1: okay I feel like i'm learning so. M- i really i need to stop saying that i need to bring my notebook to these and just actually start bringing my notes out and like taking notes because i'm learning so much about characters that i normally wouldn't know
0: um okay i guess another thing i want to know just like we've kind of we've i mean we've touched on digby being charismatic and like his dynamics with other people a lot and like um that kind of thing but just to play off of that question i'm just wondering so He's kind of been like wandering for a while, like even just I mean, yes, he kind of had a stead for a year ish, but he's still kind of a wanderer and like interacting with new people constantly. Do you think that's going to aid in him glaring closer to his party or hinder him in a way because he's able to make quick connections with strangers, but they're not necessarily long lasting ones the way it would be with his party? kind of thing. So like is there that added layer of vulnerability where like you can actually connect with these people or no for him at this point? Well,
3: um so vulnerability wise does that Digby's- make sense? I feel like it, it does, does. <laughs> it, it, it it does. Okay. So Sorry. vulnerability wise <laughs> Digby's not worried about the people he has short connections with he like I said he's got a goal in mind and whatever being a willful young well Uh, Being a willful little man, there are things that the party needs to be doing and find and things that he himself wants to do and find. And the people that are most willing to give an answer are the ones that are short-term and quick. And, you know, taking advantage of gullible NPCs is, is not a problem.
1: Clearly. Okay. He charmed the the poor man twice. Oh,
2: I know.
0: And so, when he develops those like strong ties to his party, is that something that like... Is that more meaningful than where he comes from to him? Or does it not change kind of what he's looking for? Like, do his priorities shift? I guess is what I'm asking.
3: I I feel like (laughs) it would take a lot for his priorities to shift away from...
0: Okay. It's cool. But it's possible.
3: It's possible, but I've oh. i thought of I've thought of a, a couple of uh like what? lines myself every night when I go to bed. I'm like, yeah, cause that's probably how it's gonna go down. Oh. So okay. when you hear it, you're gonna be like, he practiced that for sure, and you'll be, <laughs> and I'll be like, yep.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: Ooh, ooh. 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 It kind of like it kind of reminds me of when we talked to Allie and she was talking about um the ruthless streak that Naya has that no one knows about yet, cause like we haven't seen it quite yet. Kind of thing. Yeah. Is there something like hidden in Digby's character that like you're either stoked for the party to see that he can do or like you're anxious about it because it could alter how they feel about him?
3: Mostly stoked. There's not a lot like Think what you want. Uh, that's uh, Digby is Digby. But mm-hmm. um, for the most part, there's not a lot of things hidden so far, like other than maybe my family.
2: Mm-hmm. But. Yeah.
1: What you've said, family's important family. to Digby, so.
3: Family's all I had. I've got you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I guess like a lighter and not so like crazy serious question, like so the world is like super heavily involved in Norse mythology, as we know, kind of thing. Is there any like figure you want to run into, don't want to run into, like, ben
3: Where are sounds you at? like a scary guy to meet. But
2: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, for the most part, you never know until you see them, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: any- anything you would want to fight, anyone you would want to fight, just based Ooh, off your knowledge yeah, in Norse mythology, like.
0: Our boy Ace had a fucking laundry list of people he was toe-to-toe with.
1: Uh, (laughs)
3: And
1: people he wanted to see. Mostly gods he wanted to see. Like, gods he would Mm -hmm. think it would be fun to run into or fight.
3: I gotcha. Well, I'm not super knowledgeable on Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, as a list of things that I would want to fight or, like, stay away from, I don't really think that, like... Gods in general are like, you you bow and leave and try mm-hmm. not to fuck with them too much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I feel like any interaction with a god is gonna be very get very good, very bad, or they want something from you, and mm. so. If I had to pick between those three, I'd rather them want something from me because that's leverage on a god. And Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty much it.
0: Very cool. Why
1: well, I have we haven't heard that answer yet. So that's our No. That's interesting. That's that's interesting to hear. Um I like it. It's different. I do. I do too. As my next question is, as the party sets out on this ship, which we're gonna be we're gonna be sailing for a little while here, um, what do you think is gonna happen to the dynamic as these four very different, somewhat compatible people aren't put in as so much of an enclosed space? But you know, there's only so far you can get from each other on a ship,
3: and we have to work as a team. Mm-hmm. Going to be a big team building exercise for about ten days is what I, what it sounds like, and yep, how that goes is up to how each of us interact. So the way that's probably going to go, like we got a helmsman, sounds like, mm-hmm. right? The rest of us are kind of whatever, you know. <laughs> I could get an eye patch and then be the be the be the brig boy. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. If you So the eye patch is actually, like, even if they don't have a missing eye, they wore an eye patch, and it was for the guy who went down into the brig because there's no light down there. So when you go down into the brig, you switch your eye patch to the one that's been seeing light the whole time, and this one has been adjusted to the blackness forever.
2: Oh. I
3: so you go down so you can see. Yep, that's the point of an eye patch, and that's why a lot of pirates have them. And still have two eyes.
1: Because
3: you're the motherfucker who gets the cannonballs and shit.
1: That's that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah.
3: But each, to answer the question more fully, each of us are going to have to have a role. And if we get along, it's going to go good. And if we don't get along, then consequences are consequences, right?
1: <laughs> consequences are. Con- mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much
3: take it as it very, comes
0: very true so i guess with the party having roles and stuff like that i wanted to ask like I don't, it's not necessarily a player question it's more of like a dme type question sort of thing do you think the fact that the party is smaller like makes it easier for the party or do you think it hinders the party in any way shape or form like it makes because it much seen it as a dm with like larger and now as a player and it's smaller it is easier
3: it makes it much easier yeah as a, as a whole because there's less – everyone wants their time, right? Everyone wants to do something at some point and having less spotlights makes it much easier to run a story because being able to like spotlight people is needed because everyone wants to have their time in the campaign, right? But to run your ship, so to speak, you still need to move in a direction whilst – Flickering these lights between all these players and having less players just makes it much easier.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're yeah. 100% right. Um, I had a question. I cannot tell you what it was. Shoot. Come on, Lex. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I do digital media production now. <laughs>
0: You're
1: shy. Um oh. shoot, come back to uh, me. I'll think of it. Let me go through my Google Docs. Okay,
0: doc. off the cuff. Uh what would you say is Digby's greatest strength and what do you think is Digby's greatest shortcoming? And how do you think the party uh is gonna react to it or like function with it? Because you have to accommodate each other's shortcomings, obviously.
3: Exactly. So Digby's greatest strength is probably the fact that, well, I mean, it's kind of a mix of everything. Like, Digby's not a weak character. (laughs) From when I went through, like, all of my character sheet and stuff, after the level, I was like, I'm going to be a problem. And I stand by that. Because... First, like, I'm very charismatic, and from my standing, as people think that I'm a child and I have a slave branding, Mm -hmm. I can probably get through most situations and do, like... The... Like... the, the, The detective work pretty easily and get into places where I need to go. That's probably the greatest strength that Digby has. But the largest shortcoming is also the fact that he's so good at that and so willing to do that that it gets it puts him in danger and that's the largest shortcoming I think that he have and the only way that people are going to like overcome that shortcoming is by you know either letting him just take the consequences of it all on himself or Just try their best to support. Because, like, he's there for the the party's goals, right? He's not just Mm -hmm. there for Mm -hmm. whatever himself might be. Though, sometimes, at some points, there might be. Yeah. Points where he's selfish. But Mm
2: -hmm.
3: if the party wanted to, like, slow down that, like, curiosity killed the cat thing, then they're just going to have to have his back, I guess.
1: No, yeah, 100%. And thank you for saying curiosity, because that reminded me of what my question was. Um, So, with Digby and his curiosity, what would you say has been an interaction with each of his party members where maybe something they've said or something they've done has really piqued his curiosity, making him want to know them more, know why they're doing something? What would you say, like... Is an interaction with each of them that's really made his curiosity peak, since that is one of his biggest character traits.
2: It's fair.
3: Well, probably the very first time when I met Cressida, when you asked how long people normally stay. Mm hmm. And then I was like, he said three days. Like, and that's essentially like, there's something back there, but I. He's never had the time to like question mm-hmm. or like delve into that. that's that's the very first moment that anything peaked was probably that. okay. And then well and also like the message from Ace is has a, sh- a, a shitload to do with my
1: backstory-hmm
3: and that's that's another one that we haven't had to hatch out yet.
1: right, right.
3: Yeah. And still, like, the fact that Dagmara, in the quest, her son was seen in two places at once, and a face changer is involved with the other, then what's that face changer's goal? Why oh, is he...
1: More dune
3: Mordoon. Mordoon. Why is he, you know, showing himself as... Dagmar's son and have a separate area in a quest and what does that have to do with his his son in general like the actual like the real one versus the fake if it if that is in fact what it is from what we've
1: yeah I feel like more dune's gonna have to be a big conversation the party has because I I know they're getting ready for the boat trip but I feel like the the uh english hard as fuck um <laughs> i feel like the introduction of this shape changer who is directly connected to the whispered one who is clearly going to pose a very big threat is something that the party really needs to sit down and talk about before they just kind of go off dive in head first well
3: and what is his connection with with Dagmar's kid that's the biggest thing right like if we're gonna go find Dagmar's kid does he know right like does is is there anything that has to do with the way is he just running this facade, like free of him or is there like a connection
1: there's a lot we don't know and i want to know everything
0: exactly i know i'm sorry i can't
1: i can't tell you just anything tell us everything but... I'll, I'll stop recording we'll stop the podcast here yeah just tell us i'll everything. just
0: start being like listen i gotta talk to somebody about all this because <laughs> i just can't
1: i mean i feel like as podcast
0: co-host, I should love it. <laughs> no. So I can ask very hard hitting questions. Thank you so much. Oh my god,
1: thank you. Uh-huh.
0: Um, so as a player, I guess because like when you DM, you kind of like manage everybody. So as a player, like, do you think the what am I trying to ask? I guess like how. The dynamics play out since we kind of all get along in general, anyways. Like, does that make it easier to just kind of role play and bounce off of each other, or like,
3: absolutely, does... it does. Yeah, well, like if some, so it's it's a lot of a bit of a confidence thing. So, like, when you get comfortable with a group of people and you don't feel like self conscious as to what you're going to say or what you're going to do. It makes everything kind of slide that much easier. There's less, fric- there's less friction, right? And so the less friction that the whole party has, then the better everything goes, the smoother it slides.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That,
0: okay. Yeah. I just wanted to know if it was like it made it a lot easier or it almost made it harder because then it's like because we have jokes with each other outside of D&D, like it's harder to stay in those characters kind of thing, but...
3: That's true. Oh, yeah. I didn't really touch on the other side, but like, yeah, it's I think it slides easier because it's in general because you can slip in and out of like the friendly and then the the coming back. But there are moments when it might hold up, but I think it's it's lesser. Okay,
2: that's
1: good. Yeah. Um, Speaking of like relationships, gearing more towards like Digby and the party. Uh what kind of relationships do you see him building? Do you see anyone you think could make like a good like mentorship, like sibling relationships? Do you think they'll all just be like a close group? Do you think there'll be conflict? Like what do you see just from your standpoint right now?
3: Well, as people it seems like we're just going to be a bunch of brothers and sisters together, but because of everybody's backstories and Nia's apparent uh what'd you say? Uh hate uh rough streak or like mean streak.
0: Mm, yeah, she's got a hard edge to her that you guys hard don't edge. like gotcha. see quite yet.
3: That sounds like it could pose a problem. But like for the most part. Yeah, the biggest problem I see is Digby and his curiosity. So Okay. That'll go how it's gonna go, and depending on that, you know, whether they let him fall or let him, you know, or try to help, probably depend. Probably is gonna change his mind on how he thinks of others as well. Right? It's consequences Mm -hmm. are consequences, and if I'll have your back, if you have mine, (laughs) and that's mostly the way it's gonna go.
1: Even if yeah. the first like three sentences someone told him was to fuck off.
3: <laughs> Even if,
1: yeah. Ah, yeah. She meant it with love. I'm sure. Yeah, it's fine. Totally. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah.
3: First meeting is. All I know is that you treat staff badly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Oh my god. You know what? Sorry. I said you know what. And then I didn't have a response, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk shit, and then I have nothing to say.
3: Yeah, okay. it's fine. It's okay. Fuck you. <laughs> maybe, maybe next time we get service, we'll just like I'll try yeah. to edge you out, because I know how you treat us.
0: Yeah, there you go.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm a bitch. No, no, no. No, she's no, allowed. That's literally in my You're character absolutely introduction. Allowed. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm not sorry no I,
3: I get it it doesn't matter how that's that's the fun of it
1: that's who she yeah. is like she's like what
3: yeah we don't play it to make friends we play it to see how it rolls
1: yeah Indeed. um yes
0: well i guess on that role or roll note fuck roll? i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about anymore um on that note oh my god i'm so sorry uh my kind of like final question to you because we've talked about like Dynamics a lot. And I feel like it's important because you guys are about to be literally locked on like a cruise with each other cruise. for a bit. What would you say is like Digby's favorite thing about each person so far and least favorite and are they the same thing as your least favorite and favorite thing about characters?
3: Okay. Separate real quick. And
0: yeah, a moment to drag your
1: yes.
0: your co-stars. Yeah.
1: What's okay. funny is this was so, kind from of along the lines of my final question too, so this works.
3: Okay. Perfect. So as Digby. You said mm-hmm. favorite and least favorite. Least
0: favorite. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I think my favorite and least favorite thing. Mmm. No. My least favorite thing as Digby is that Ace has a stick up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but Fair. my favorite thing is that he's he's kind and looks to he, he seems like he's trying to look out for me as Digby mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as that character. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing as Colin about Ace is both the fact that he has a stick up his ass because it's It's super funny. That yeah. Uh, like, the way that he acts and how he pulls it together as a paladin. And it's also, like, because that's the that's the whole shtip with, with paladins, is that mm-hmm. you can't do what you want. And so, like, Digby is going to get in some trouble, and Ace is going to be like, listen, and we've already had one of those moments, and it's probably <laughs> not going to be the last. Yeah. All right, so there's that about Ace. And then my favorite thing about Naya so far is... That uh, she's so lax in general. And she's just like, oh, well, yeah, no, whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing. And I guess. I don't I got to pick a least favorite thing, too. And I don't know what.
0: Hey, if you don't have a least favorite thing, you don't have a least favorite thing. But then to not give someone a least favorite thing when you gave someone
3: else one. Yeah, but that's that's. It's, it's, like inherent in the, it's inherent in the paladin class. Everyone hates and loves that shit. But
0: yeah, they're yeah.
3: But with the the druid, least favorite thing as Digby. I don't know. As Digby, I guess she seems like a loose cannon.
2: Oh, okay.
3: So to speak because she's so lax that you don't know what the hell she's thinking.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: You know? It's, it's, it's unnerving is how I'd say for Digby. But like, okay. and that's also because of the fact that I know now she, now that she has a <laughs> fucking mean streak and nap, right? But anyway, um, and then as Cullen I love Wade. Hell, Wade yeah. is my favorite. Wade is dope. And then there's not really anything. A least favorite thing would be, if you want to call it a least favorite thing, is that she's super lofty, and it's like <laughs> that's all it is. It's just like, you know, you want to talk to fuck it. I guess what's her, what's her name? Luna Lovegood.
0: Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got that like that it's spacey.
3: Yeah, the kookiness.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, not a bad thing. But if I had to pick a least favorite, because we've only had a few sessions, it'd be that so far. But the kookiness is good. That's that's also a good. You know, there's no mm-hmm. up or down. Mm-hmm. And with Cressida as so, favorite thing is the bitchiness. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know and the least the least favorite thing would have to be she's so sheltered. She doesn't want to open up and Digby just loves talking too much. <laughs> and that's that's probably the biggest thing. She doesn't want to talk to me.
0: He just wants to know everything.
3: <laughs> oh. And I guess that that would be. It. That's pretty and that's all of them I guess.
0: Hell oh, yeah! No, it's like it's I didn't a... do
3: like a cull inside, but like it's kind of mixed.
0: Yeah, well, it's also like not necessarily a super easy question to answer right away. Like next time we talk to you about it, I'm gonna ask, and it'll be sessions down the road. And yeah. I know that you'll eventually have like an actual.
3: <laughs> yeah, just we're pretty early on. We haven't yeah. like hung They're out. Like we
0: strangers, so it's like
1: forty yeah. hours they've known each other.
3: Exactly. Yeah
1: well thank you for coming on the podcast
3: so, always yeah. we will always. have you
1: back whenever mm-hmm. whenever you want to hop on whether it's an interview or we'll just have you as a guest cause you know during we'll during the, the session topic. of
3: someone else's interview we'll just hop on too just... <laughs> <laughs> no I'm okay. just kidding
1: that is gonna I didn't realize
3: up. I, I saw Braylon was on okay. Spotify and I was like they're probably not doing it. And then it hopped in and they were like, We're doing a thing. And I was like, Oh, fuck, bye.
1: I'm like doing my hands. Go no away. Like, like...
3: <laughs> and I was like, She's listening to music. She's not asking questions.
0: Not paying attention. She's not paying attention. Uh... <laughs> oh, my
3: God.
1: Not...
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I mean, I know it's tough because, like, there's not, you have a lot of stuff you can't necessarily tell us yet because we don't know a ton about what Digby's done or going through yet. So it's just, I don't know. Some like segue questions that we can tee up and then ask you later on because then it's like, now you got something, you got a laundry list of shit to work with.
3: Okay, that's fair. I like it. I'm good with the questions. Throw them at me again next time we're back.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. Mm hmm is gonna wrap oh, yeah. up this episode as always you should be watching our streams we stream every Wednesday at 9pm Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday-ish I should say Um, at twitch.tv slash d8escapades all our VODs and podcasts and shorts can be found at YouTube at d8escapades we have Instagram and TikTok guess what the handle's also d8escapades you would think that was our name <laughs> we will see you guys next time Uh, That mouse doesn't work. Bye.